The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right, we are live August 26th, Monday night. Raw in the books, and it is Wrestling Inc.'s post-Raw podcast. I'm Justin LaVar being joined alongside Raj Geary and Mr. Matt Morgan. Gentlemen, how are we tonight? What's up, man? Raj? Good, good. Tired. <laughs> yeah. That was a that was a a long one to get through tonight, longer than normal. <laughs> that was just a, a just a boring episode, I thought. Just felt like uh just felt like it, it, it was they were just killing time. Yeah, the, the tag division thing was obvious what the entire purpose of it was for. Um, when I saw them put the two of those two guys together, it was like, oh, this is why. At least they tried to differentiate them, you know? At least they put some energy towards it, you know? But that's really it for me. Yeah, yeah there were some, you know, high spots in certain matches and some, you know, bright spots and a few promos, but it's like... It, you got those got lost in the fog of like what was a lot of confusion and just like meh, you know, or killing time in the case of like we said the tag the, the tag turmoil that killed forty minutes with, uh, with a lot of not needed, parents. right guys that haven't been featured and yeah. they're getting you know they're on all over the screen tonight. But I don't know. I mean, I did like that they're doing something with uh, Ziggler and Rude. Mm-hmm. I think that they're finally doing something with Robert Rude. But man, that was really that that was it. Well, we'll talk about that. That comes in a little bit later when we get to the tag turmoil. But they do kick off the show with Sasha Banks, uh, who obviously returned a few weeks ago. She comes out, uh, heel reaction, and of course does the whole, you know, why, why did I do it, why? And she, um, you know, I guess, uh, Raj, I mean, she kind of touched a little bit into, you know, what was circulating on the internet in terms of uh, having a fit at WrestleMania, being unhappy, and reference not wanting to be in a tag match about tag titles she didn't care, and referencing... Becky Lynch in the main event, and Becky Lynch getting paid more than her. Uh, what did you What did you guys make of this uh, this shoot style promo? Searching, um, I, I mean, they could have zeroed in more. Just let her talk about whatever the hell it is that she wants to talk about. There's something a lot more underneath the surface that caused her to go do what she did, and I think they should stick with that versus adding all these other peripheral things to it that I'm sure in real life she doesn't give two craps about. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I felt like. Like it seemed like like this whole promo might have been true, but it didn't sound like she believed it, even though yeah. she probably did. Um, I don't know. It, it it didn't really do much for me. And I, I like Sasha as a heel. I think she's a lot more effective. But um, it's just the stuff they've been writing for her hasn't been the greatest. Well, mm-hmm. and what I found odd too was that she, you know, so she's referencing um, referencing how she was in a in a tag team about tag titles she doesn't care about. Bailey's her partner. Since Sasha disappeared, we had seen Bailey kind of mention Sasha before. It just kind of felt odd that Sasha's back in this locker room that she has such disdain for and this company that she was so upset with. Uh, but yet, and Bailey's also on the show and doing just kind of a random match with Nikki Cross. I don't know. I felt like it's, it feels like you're missing an obvious not to at least have some acknowledgement of the two, even if it's a, hey, I'm going to catch you later. That, I don't know that, that, and also it's a lie about the tag title. She should have went. To, they should have had to go the complete opposite route. Yeah. That 
these did mean something to me. I was excited to have it because I wanted to, you know, turn it completely into a different thing than what it is now. Um, you know what I mean? Like, that's the route. That's why she left. But one of the reasons they should have just stuck with that and turned it up. They went the opposite direction, like calling them meaningless tag titles or she didn't care. That's not true. She didn't care. And that's one of the reasons. And so, like, you have a real shoot opportunity here. And once again, they don't take the, you know, the easy bait here and give the give us the fans some of the realness behind of why she left. Yeah, so uh, promo, obviously, uh, uh, Natty does come out. Uh, she comes out in this and, and uh, runs, you know, I like the fact that I like the fact that Natty's running out there. Sasha leaves the ring and I like the fact, you know, I've always appreciated those those hot starts, even though this wasn't the official match, but, you know, the old fashioned pull apart. So at least gave me some excitement to, um, yeah. you know, to see this grudge match. It's got some some quick heat uh, behind it. They go to the back, and we see the Street Profits, of course, from NXT. This, this has been a come a weekly thing, and this is where they basically announced the tag team turmoil match, announced the teams. I really hadn't cared that – I mean, I really hadn't gave an opinion that much up to this, guys. Matt, this Street Profits thing, tonight it seemed extra hokey and extra annoying. It usually always is. They're super talented. And when I say they, I mean one of the two. Uh, what's, what's the skinnier one's name? Montez. He's, yeah, he can talk, and he's got some good promo chops in there. He's got, you know, but nobody wants to watch them narrate the show or book the show or GM the show or have this crystal ball where they know all the matches that are going to be happening. Much less, why, why we should be excited and selling them to us. Why Rod, are they? It, why are they attacking themselves? Getting excited about other tag teams having a chance? I have no idea. But rise really quick. Imitate them. Uh, covering the rest of the show tonight. I have to do it next week. I'm too. <laughs> they, oh, they, they burned me out tonight. <laughs> you okay, Raj? <laughs> What's that? You okay? I am a little sick, but I'm, right. I'm fighting through it. Uh, <laughs> where's Glenn at? Why isn't he tagging in here? What's happening? He's uh, he's gone. He's going to be at uh, all out this weekend. So. Uh, he's out there the whole week. I don't know. I smell Sasha Banks. He has a fit about something. Took his ball and went home. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So no. Street Profits hype up uh, all these other tag teams that are going to get this opportunity. <clears throat> Challenge for it. Oh, we go into King of the Ring first round match. This is the match I said. I thought the winner, the winner of this is going to be who do you look out for? Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, in the end, Ricochet ends up winning this. Uh, I'll let you guys hear your thoughts. My high spot for this, I love that spot of Drew McIntyre doing the sidewalk slam off the steps to the apron. Uh, those apron spots are dangerous, but it looked really good. We don't often see that. So that was a, yeah, the original looking move. Yeah. Um, I still think I, I thought later on the visual of in the sound of King Corbin sounds better actually, yeah. because until then I would have said Ricochet or Drew, especially Drew as well. I kept saying, but yeah. I don't know. I Corbin's my pick now too. Um, and yeah, with Drew, I mean, we said it last week when they so many people were picking Drew, so many announcers. I was like, all right, that's yeah. such a stupid reason not to give it to him, by the way. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> but that's it's supposed to be a vehicle, a mechanism to help give him something, give these guys a little bit more of an, you know, a, a wrinkle to get over a little bit more. Who cares if people can predict it? Right. So uh, Ricochet does get the win, uh, so he moves on out of the first round. Um, and then obviously we'll just kind of transition right into it. Yeah, so we also had another first-round match, the Miz versus Baron Corbin. Uh, Corbin getting the win, and yeah, he cuts the post uh, the post match promo, sitting in the in the in the throne with the the crown on. And yeah, I mean King Corbin has got a sound to it. It's got a look. Certainly, he is one of the most authentic heels. I mean, there he does yes. not give, he does not give a crap about people embracing him or making the fans feel in on the show. He does not care about any of that. He cut a very good world beater heel promo tonight. Very good heel promo. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of those guys you don't see ever turning baby face. You know, I believed him. He doesn't care what any one of them think. Um, They hate him. He hates them right back. Um, I This might sound small to you guys, but that scepter looks super toy-ish. Like it looked like a toy. Yeah. I thought, but, uh, I thought that too. <laughs> but I think yeah. he, he could do a lot of good on him. King Corbin. Sounds yeah. great too. That's a cool sounding name. Mm-hmm. He beats the Miz. Uh, Matt, where is the Miz's baby face status in your mind right now? Rogers always said this, like as a baby face, Miz is never going to really do anything. Um, 
I guess we're all just waiting for him to become heel again one day, really. But um, in the interim, he's wrestling good matches as a babyface. I think he does a very good job selling. I think he does a very good job in his comebacks. Although his knees in the corner were super weak tonight. My wife even pointed that out. She was like, why is he running so slow? I'm like, oh, no, you get in there, you try it. I don't know. <laughs> but but um, he, they were. They were noticeably slow, but that's really being nitpicky here. He's a heel to be best served as a heel, but they get, they've got other heels right now that they want more attention on. If you book Miz right now as a heel, then there's other heels, maybe a Corbin and other younger ones that don't get that as much TV time if it is Miz. Because Miz isn't automatically a good heel, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're right. The Miz is a much better heel. And we just said a second ago, we can't ever see Corbin being a babyface. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I. I I've come to, we've all come to learn for wrestling, anything is possible. I mean, the, the, everybody gets a, a turn on one side of the fence at some point. But yeah, you know, it's weird. And you know, the Miz, as you said, you know, he, he, he sells well. He's got good comebacks. I, I understand that he's become a little bit more, he's more mainstream with them. He's got the reality show. But yeah, right. he was just such a net. Because I've said this before, in terms of interviewing guys, he's one of the most natural. Uh, he just, he is, he was the Miz at all times. And then when they decided yeah. to take that away from him, it was very weird. No. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's he's, he's just kind of ineffective as a character as a as a babyface. He's just he's just there, uh, and they have a lot of guys that are just there. Uh, someone in the chat pointed out that, that it seemed like half the roster missed tonight's show and they had to improvise. It definitely did feel, uh, mm. de- definitely did feel like it, even though that's uh, were they, that wasn't the case. Yeah, I would say Raj, were they anywhere else tonight simultaneously? Uh, no, but uh, Seth and Becky were. I, they mentioned that on the show. They weren't there tonight. Why? Uh, they're on vacation. All right. Yeah, they're giving them vacation, man. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah. They're. I think they're in Hawaii. So, it's interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, who wasn't in Hawaii? It was Bailey and Nikki Cross. They have a, uh, a random match. Of course, SmackDown champion, uh, women's champion is Bailey, but they're having this match on Raw. I know a lot of people pointed that out. Um, you know, this was a. You know, a good match. I always think Bailey works her ass off. Nikki Cross has certainly elevated her game, but man, I just could, I, and I pointed this out on social media. Bailey gets the win, but th- th- nobody cares about Bailey. This she has cooled off insanely from her days at NXT. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And just to follow up on the Rollins and, and Becky Lynch, they got engaged over the weekend. Right. Still, I mean. I remember verbatimly asking Vince, I'm not Seth or Becky, but I remember the first uh, Iraq tour Christmas mm-hmm. uh, for the troops. I asked for permission. Um, I wasn't booked on it. And then all of a sudden I was. And the last minute, I was like, guys, I'd asked seven months ago for permission to go ask um, my wife's dad's permission to marry her in Hawaiian culture. It's a huge thing. You can't get married without like legit asking their dad that. And I had it in the books. The company knew about it. Stephanie McMahon was even excited for me, you know. And <clears throat> they flipped the script, and I got heat over it because I told them I can't do it. I had this commitment. You guys knew about it. You had it in writing. Jim Ross had it, and they okayed it. Um, you know, you guys are just throwing this at me last sec. Uh, this this troop thing was a brand new thing. It was not something that was on the books. Yeah. <clears throat> and I got a ton of heat for it. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that before, where people get heat for asking for, or you know, having Rob time off and not. What's up? Me and RVD had it the same year. Oh yeah, did the same tour. Who'd you end up? Who'd you end up working on that tour? I didn't. I stuck oh, to my guns. That uh, I'm married to her, and I'm not with WWE. So tell me who went over to see. Um, so, all right, yeah, so Seth and, and, and uh, Becky gone, and then Bailey, Nikki Cross, Bailey gets the win here. Again, not, nothing much really going here. Again, talking about trying to get to this this night, again, kind of random that they put this match on Raw. I mean, just really kind of a time filler. Yeah, that's what it felt like. I know surprise it was on the show, but yeah. Yeah. So as we move on here, all right, so we get towards uh, this point where about just about an hour and a half into the show, it's time for the uh, tag turmoil. Uh the Viking Raiders kick it off first. That are out first, of course. The noted the big disadvantages if you're entering the Rumble first. Essentially, uh, they go up against the B team. Haven't seen much of them lately. Uh, they they go to the B team, uh, no problem here. And then here comes the OC Gallows and, and Anderson. And this just is an all out, you know, 
four guys just swinging and, and battling. Ref can't get any control. Uh, eventually, the ref DQs both teams. So we don't. Need, so this 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 match doesn't even actually happen. The second match, uh, Matt, what do you think of this this DQ finish to get these two two teams out? Smart, but at first they had the Viking uh, Raiders sell way too much. They were making note on commentary. We've never seen whatever the guy's name is, sell, uh, you know, be thrown around like this, manhandled since his debut, you know, and making note of that. And it's like, yeah, that's a this isn't a good thing. This was a throwaway match. You don't have these guys start selling in something like this unless it's a meaningful tag match. You've built them. You've given them job matches week after week after week, and you just throw it away in a meaningless tournament versus a, another team that's been there for quite a while. If this wasn't the, the time to do it, if you're going to have them both be DQ'd, then you both kick the crap out of each other or just start punching each other and swinging chairs at each other, whatever have you, but do not bump. Don't take those big guys off their feet yet, the Viking Warriors, because even though it was a double DQ and the way you just described it as it was written, that is not what it looked like. Those he kicked their ass, I thought, at the very beginning, and they sold way too much until they rolled to the outside and they were separated, and then that's when the melee broke out between all uh, two teams. But at first, Viking Warriors were getting their asses handed to them, too, and they were trying to go, oh, there was two on one and this and that, but still, he was being flip-flopped all over the ring. Do you think some of that was just the OC trying to trying to show who the veterans are? It could, it, it could. Yeah. I I don't even know. I just know that put it ways for the Viking Warriors though. They've yeah. been we guys we've been getting spoon fed by those matches for weeks now in job matches, and we kept saying we don't care. We still don't really care about them. But maybe then eventually they were hitting that mark where, like, okay, this was good. They're kind of dominant. Okay, this is good. They've got enough wins back, right? And then, then this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a waste, a complete waste of showing them in that position of inferiority, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Before yeah, gonna, it broken up. I'm going to guess we're going to get these two teams for a kickoff match at Clash of the Champions. That kind of seems yes. like where that'll head to. I, I agree. But <laughs> it, would have been, it would have been a lot more interesting and intriguing to me as a fan watching that match. If they didn't sell so much in the beginning, they got yeah. ping ponged around and bumped yeah. too much. Yeah, and, and and you know what? Take take the brawl for all a step further. Take the four person melee of, of these guys and the ref knocking them under control. Take it a step further. Let them fight out the ring. Let it let it you know it let it go a little bit longer than just the four of them all inside the ring. Let it go outside the ring because I mean these, these are four uh, four intense guys. Uh, three of the four. Not, not counting Anderson are pretty big, yeah. so uh, yeah, I mean it, that at least would have got me said, okay, you know, I can deal with, you know, cliffhanging me to see. No, God's supposed to be Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah, I don't see it that way now. I see OC yeah. is Godzilla, and then guys that they're gonna kill. Right. So uh, tag team turmoil still has to go on, uh, and then we get uh, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, first time ever pairing. Uh, the team comes out. Obviously, they 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 go to commercial to kind of leave you hanging with that. Uh, so can they? Uh, can this new team pull it off? And they first get uh, lined up with uh, Lucha House Party. Uh, end up beating them. Uh, after that, we end up going to I believe it was the Revival. Uh, back and forth there. Rude and Ziggler still uh, hanging on. Uh, we get uh, uh, another break. We get Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Um, again, do you know defying the odds of, of the new team here, and then finally the final. Uh, final most formal challenge uh, at this point. Then it comes heavy machinery. Uh, this was this was to me the highlight of it, which as it should be, I guess it's, it's the culmination. Heavy machinery up against Rude and Ziggler. Uh, ultimately, Rude and Ziggler get the win. Uh, Matt, I mean, what do you, Matt and then Raj and this pairing, random, but at the same time, because of where the two individuals have been in their careers, there's something kind of they, maybe, they're identical. They're yeah, yeah, that's yeah. both been feeding heels I've ever worked with in my life. First of all, they were, that's how good they are. They're very similar. Their height, their build, even the, how they've been pushed. Uh, Bobby with TNA, uh, Ziggler with WWE. They both were given the title, but they were never the cornerstone of that company. When, in my opinion, they struck earlier. They both could have been. Um, both companies' faults, in my opinion. Then now Bobby comes to WWE, and I've always wanted to see those two work each other one on one. Got that one time, I believe, right? Um, but as a tag team, like I think they're gonna, the promos are going to be good if they don't overly. I'm worried about them overly scripting them a little bit. Um, but I'm very excited about the the, the 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 two of them. I'm just not excited about the rest of the tag division. 
Rush. Yeah, I agree. And I hope this isn't just kind of a one-off, like, you know, somebody for them to face at Clash of Champions. I hope they give uh, Ziggler and Rude the titles and and let them run with it for a while because those tag titles need something. And uh, I think they could be the ones to do it. So, I mean, Rude looked good. You know, Matt, kind of to your point, maximizing your minutes, and Rude definitely felt like he was doing that and with his promo as well. He he had a lot of fire. So, um, yeah, hopefully... We'll see where the, we'll see where this turns up, but hopefully this is the start of something. Well, by all accounts, the fact they're going up against uh, Braun and Seth are also going to have a singles match in the same night. Yeah, I mean that that gives that gives a random pairing of Ziggler and Rude a lot higher probability chances. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. It gives him it gives Braun and Seth they're out. Yeah, one thing I noticed, uh, I'll note about this. You know, Ziggler's thirty nine, Rude's forty three, so they're. They're a little bit older in their career, but one thing that, 43? Yeah. One, one thing that, look, uh, doesn't look it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, but, but neither guy looks their age, uh, compliment yeah. to them. But it kind the, the weird, the, the random pairing, but as you said, Matt, the, the kind of the identical, um, past they've had, mm-hmm. it, it kind of reminds me of when a guy named Road Dog Jesse James got with a guy named Rockabilly Billy Gunn in a random pairing of a tag team and their personalities and their kind of like spite they had for their booking. It, it, yeah, but a, these guys' bodies are exactly alike. Their look is exactly alike. Their promos are even similar. Road Dog and you know, yeah. Billy Gun, Billy's Jack, six foot five. Road Dog not jacked, yeah. um, but great promo compared to Billy. Compared to any of us. Yeah, um, when they, yeah, when and when they showed the inset graphic of Ziggler and Rude, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like that, they look like a, they it, look like a team. Yeah, there's a blonde hair version in the. Dark hair version. Right. Was the start of the two. It's weird. I don't know. I just like they're long lost brothers. I know it's yeah. weird. <laughs> well, we'll see. Maybe. I mean, again, sometimes it's the most random, random pairings that, good. That, yeah. that stick together. All right. So, uh, moving the show on, uh, we get the Roman Reigns video package talking about the storyline there that we'll pick up tomorrow during Raw. We get the uh, teaser of Total Divas returning for its ninth season. Raj, nine seasons of Total Divas. I know you, of, you got them of, all, right? <laughs> right. Uh, Ronda Rousey is going to be on this one. So uh, they added some star power this year. And Sonya Deville. Star power. Yeah, and Sonya Deville. Uh, so then transitions right into our uh, Sasha Banks versus Talia match. This match I, I, I was only like four or five minutes, but they packed a lot into this brawl. Uh, hard hitting a couple times where I winced. It was um, hard hitting. Yeah. You know, th- I mean, this was. Uh, Natty pushing Sasha into the barricade, uh, tossing into the ring announcer's chair. I mean, hard hitting. If, if, if so, if you're catching this podcast and don't watch all of Raw and you rely on us, I definitely would at least encourage you to go back and check this out because there's a lot of things to take away from this. Sasha gets the win, does a big beatdown afterwards. Matt Morgan, what was your takeaway from this one? Great, loved it. Good for Sasha. Great for Sasha. Yeah, I thought Sasha. She ended up looking like a million bucks after this, so it, it made up for for the promo from earlier. I thought she looked vicious. She looked great doing it. Um, and she's got that, she's got that spunk, you know, like she's been kind of lacking that fire for a while with, uh, with how they've been booking her. So I, I think she looked great out there. Yeah. This, again, this, this was definitely one of the highest spots for me. Uh, and I, and I like the fact that it'll be production. I like how they pointed out and good, good on Sasha for doing it and then being able to point it out. You know, she comes back and, um, puts the submission back on Natty after the match is done, you know, you know, pouring salt in the wound, as they would say. And they did the slow, they slowed down Sasha with this just, sadistic kind of smile and laugh sticking her tongue out and, and, and natty just selling the pain in the arm and shoulder so again this high spot right here and i thought michael cole actually did a good job there i mean we we don't talk about the commentators that much uh, but i thought i thought he was good there like really bringing out uh how sasha's changed and 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 you know really making her seem like a threat yeah, and to commentators credit Corey Graves as well. Corey Graves, you know, yeah. the, the heel commentator talking about how he remembers Sasha coming in as as the despicable heel she was in NXT and how how nasty of an individual she really is. And I always, I like it sometimes when a when the heel commentator doesn't always have to be straight. Let me defend the heel. Let me just let me just call when they're right. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, so a lot to take away from this. So uh, you know, again, in a lackluster raw overall as we're trucking through here um that this certainly was one of the the, the takeaways here was sasha banks booking and, and performance uh so with some more backstage uh, backstage with styles um talking about how uh anderson and gallows they won't they won't you know he won't need them tonight in this corner against braun he's going to take on braun one-on-one 
Uh, we get Cesaro versus Cedric Alexander. Uh, now the catch here was Cedric Alexander has already he's already advanced in the King of the Ring tournament, but they made notes several times here about how you know Cedric can't get hurt, and you know he can't get hurt. He's, he's still in the tournament, and, and and they play this angle a couple times. Um, Matt, I mean, so for a match that would seem otherwise pointless, do you like them at least acknowledging kind of a, a, a true thing here, like you know Cedric's got a stay healthy against this vicious machine of Cesaro or, or just don't do the match at all in real life or in the world well, just in the just in the show here i mean it's like why have like this match they, they, you know? they, i like that they drew that to that point okay. that he can get hurt but the other thing is it also makes it look like these guys have their own they book the show themselves if, <laughs> if you're part of a wrestling company that tells you you're wrestling this guy tonight you want to get paid then go wrestle so it's not like he has a choice yeah. Right. It's not like he says, you know what, guys, I'm in the king of the ring. I'm going to sit this one out. You don't get that choice. <laughs> right. Yeah, they did, make, they did make it sound like that on commentary, like Cesaro's picking Cedric, so hopefully hoping that he would get injured so he could slide in. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah again, the way. guys break the show or something. Like, they book the show. No. Well, the Street Profits obviously wanted to see this match. <laughs> oh, there he is. It's true. <laughs> this is true. I, I, I can't get over how... I just can't get over how great of a performance bell to bell every single time Cesaro is and how just and, and just it's just loss after loss after loss. He's even got a nice entrance. They've even changed his entrance up. You like his entrance? Yeah, with the green and the, the, the lights time. I don't know. I just like it all. I don't know. He's, he looks like a freaking Superman. He looks like a, I mean he does physically. He definitely does. He looks like a star, but they don't book him that way. Yeah, he's he's kind of been in the kind of that Ziggler role where he's been de-pushed for so long that it's hard to picture him, even though he should be up there, you know, at the top of the card, but it's it's hard to picture him there now just because it's been so long that he's been, you know. And, and we as fans, once it starts happening, we're going to be like, no, we know where this is going to go. I don't care if he gets 17 wins in a row. I know number 18. He's going to lose and be back down to the bottom of the dog pile again. Yeah. And I'm going to put all my emotional investment in that? No. <laughs> Because yeah. you get pissed. You get pissed as a fan of getting behind these baby faces or heels, mainly baby faces, and then they stop and they put them like, like Ziggler, you know, and you come along for the journey. You get really into it. You get really pissed off when they don't follow through. That's the king of what they do right now. They do not know how to follow through and get a baby face to the finish line. They have no clue how to do it. Yeah. Well, just as uh, much as you can count on Cesaro probably losing is what you can count on the 24-7 title changing. Uh, we got uh, the flashback of that as WWE at a Fox Sports event uh, where we saw uh, Elias We saw Elias get pinned by R-Truth, and then we saw Drake Maverick in the fold, and then uh, R-Truth getting pinned by uh, Rob Stone, I think is his name, from Fox, Raj. Is that correct? Wasn't it Drake Maverick pinning uh, Elias, and then Elias just pinned him right back? Isn't that I what think, happened? I thought so. Potentially. Yeah. I'm sorry. Was, <laughs> no. I don't have my scorecard here for that one. <laughs> Can you imagine being at an executive thing like that? <laughs> Meanwhile, you got this grab-ass game going on over here for the, the – Right. That's what I'm wondering. What, 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 what are the what, – what the, what's the Fox – demographic and people thinking when they see these cheap roll-ups of these grown 200 pound men that it's silly that it's the same silly gaga wrestling that their moms told them it was when they hit puberty and they stopped watching it yeah i'm telling you that's what a lot of the, if they saw that that's what it was this is an odd op this is an odd choice i know that it's i know that in the in the, in the I know that this is kind of we've warmed up. A lot of fans have warmed up to the twenty four seven and some of the comedy in some respects. This yeah. is an odd choice to take to the new network you're crossovering, where the whole gimmick is what all we hear about is sport, 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 and this is as non sport as it gets. Yeah, yeah. this That's was what we're saying it's terrible. It was a tor- horrible idea. Yeah, this is where you'd want like your Brock Lesnar's or you know someone like all that right. out there for you yes. to to show the audience, you know, the sports audience that we got legit. Athletes. Yeah. Athletes. Set up a set up a ring at that Fox event and let uh, Cesaro and, and Cedric Alexander go at it right there and let Cesaro do some of the things and that'll yeah. probably at least be more appealing than yeah. you know, Elias rolling up uh, Rob Stone. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> Raj, we got a sponsor tonight? I uh, know we're doing that tomorrow. Oh, my fault. <laughs> False alarm. No sponsor. <laughs> Moving on. 
just dawned on me that we uh, hadn't had stop for that. All right, we get some more street profits. Uh, getting ready to go on Bourbon Street. Yada yada yada. We see Braun Strowman, uh, who just happened to be standing right next to them, and starts marching to the ring. Terribly produced pre-tape, by the way. I'm allowed to say that this was a bad one. Coming up next, uh, Braun Strowman is going to be in the ring. Before that, though, they come back and uh, they talk about Bray Wyatt, and they give us uh, this is a new video package. It was nothing, no original, uh, new content yeah, in this, but, yeah. but just. Uh, just a rehash of, of, of the Firefly Funhouse and The Fiend. So uh, them acknowledging Bray on the show, although he was not there live. But, uh, you know, I think we've all agreed, right? It's, this is, they're kind of at a good pace right now of not yeah, leaving, leaving the mystery. Yeah. Definitely. Even with this beater of a show tonight, I'm okay <laughs> with not putting Fiend on it. Yeah. Because, again, it waters him down. Yeah. Keep him special. But, yeah. But well, we'll get, we'll get back. Like, still one of my favorite things was that Bray Wyatt video package. Yeah. Well done as WWE goes. That's a top three for me. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, you're right. Well, I'll bring up Bray here in a little bit when we get to some other items. But uh, we, all right, we get to the main event. Uh, United States title match, Braun Strowman versus AJ Styles. Look, you got a, a freaking Braun who moves well. AJ Styles obviously is is phenomenal. So this was entertaining for what they're doing. Um, eventually, the ref taking a pretty good bump. You never, you rarely ever see the ref, and in, even in bumps, you never see the ref uh, on WWE at least on the outside of the apron. He ends up getting himself to the outside of the apron and trying to dodge out of the way. To, uh, Chad Pat makes a wicked bump to the barricade. That's the ref's name. Uh, so now, refs down. Uh, Styles low blow. Styles grabbing the chair. Um, here comes uh, Braun cuts him off. Here comes the Anderson and Gallows. The Anderson and Gallows get taken out by Braun, and then just as Braun. Has a chair in his hand, little Latino heat Eddie Guerrero action. Styles falls to the mat. Ref just comes to ref assumes Braun must use the chair and he DQs Braun Strowman. So still your United States champion AJ Styles. Uh, Great finish. Yeah, Great finish. I thought so. Good, and then the crowd reacted with the heat he wanted to. Yeah, it was great. Good way to get Braun out of that situation too. More importantly, without getting anything on him, without getting hurt, without looking weak. Nor even looking dumb. He didn't look dumb in that at all. Right. I mean, he's about to No, take because him. you're right. Because right after he does get disqualified, he goes, okay, you're going to DQ me. And then he beats the crap out of AJ. With, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was fine for what it was. You know, against Seth not being there this week, they can't really do anything between Seth and Braun. So, yeah. You know. Solid, solid man event. Yeah. yeah, so we uh, so we go off the air. Uh, Braun holding up the US title, tossing it down. Uh, obviously, Styles and, and the OC all laid out. So Braun, you know, as you want the guy. I mean, look, let's face it. Braun Strowman is involved in the US title picture, the tag title picture, and the Universal title picture. So thank God they at least had him standing tall. As, yeah, as the show goes off the air. I'm, what sucks is I want him to win all three, but then yeah. if he does. All right, AJ's got to give up the US title. What sucks. Uh, the tag, the um, Rudin, what's his name? Uh, Ziggler, don't win the tag titles, that means. Um, I'm cool with him beating Seth Rollins, though, for the Universal. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And, yeah. look, I mean, God, again, tonight, we'll Braun, you know, and, and, and a really badass with all three of those, though. Yeah, he would. be cool. I mean, you wouldn't talk about shining him up. Monster. Yeah, because they brought him down a lot over the last year, so yeah. that would definitely make him look, you know, special again. If you listen to reactions tonight, especially in that opening of his match with AJ when he ran around the ring a few times and shoulder tackled AJ, I mean, there was bigger reaction, the brawn chance, everybody putting their arms up. I mean, on a show that had no Becky Lynch, no Seth Rollins, no Roman Reigns, no Bray Wyatt. I mean, mm-hmm. Braun Strowman, far and beyond, was the most you know engaged. People were there to see him. Put the damn title on him already. I mean, Don't- I would argue even with them, they still are there to see him. A very big... I agree. I'm just pointing out that without the, without those other people's reactions, it really made Braun's pop stand out tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, just yeah. don't try. Just don't try to turn him heel. We've already gone down that route. <laughs> he would be a good heel though. Eventually, it's just not now. This is not the time. Right. All right. So that was your Monday Night Raw. Uh, some other news. Uh, speaking of Raw, making his uh, another trip back to Raw, which he just did not too long ago, but his first time back in the Garden, Madison Square Garden. I believe it's September 9th, Raj. It will be Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. on Monday Night Raw. And I'll just say it. As soon as I saw it, I popped. Huge Austin Mark. Favorite ever. For what? Just to appear. But is this is this keeping with the theme? Do you have The Fiend make an appearance? The Stone Cold Steve Austin, is he is he 
Is he an okay legend to put over the field? Absolutely, definitively. Yes, this is exactly what you bring the guys back for. Stone Cold's not going to be drawing them a house the following week. The Fiend is. Braun Strowman is. The rest of our younger guys are. So, yes, definitely. I would argue for anybody that's one of these younger stars to do it, but The Fiend would be great. Or Undertaker the night, the next night, you know. Fine. He uh, needs to eat it, too, from one of the younger guys. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I don't know, WWE, they protect Austin. I, I can know. see them they doing that them all. Yeah. A lot of these older guys, Yeah, they're not drawing money for you anymore. Get You're, you're paying them this money. They would want to do it. That's the craziest part about it is we know they all want to do it. Any one of us that have since wrestled would love to come back and if it meant get one of these younger guys or girls over. Hell yeah, sign me up. Yeah. Because we know what it was like when yeah. we were younger. Absolutely. But what they'll probably have is just Austin <clears throat> beating up Elias. You know, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's probably what they'll do. You know what? Yes. I will <laughs> predict, actually, Raj, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. If Stone Cold wins the 24-7 title, then I'm, uh, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did have a lot of uh, video packages for NXT airing and, you know, debuting on, on USA tonight. Yeah. So they're starting to push that. Made a big deal. But they're using the celebrities, using Austin just on a random raw. You know, I think you'd want to save those up because you got Fox coming up. And you, well, I get you this know. one because MSG. I know ticket sales have not been what they wanted. Is, yeah. But is it more to do with Austin's other show? Maybe but that was kind of the point of they kind of already did that cross tie when he was on a few weeks ago for the. We don't think that's the other reason why, though. Maybe yeah, I'm sure they'll mention. Well, I'm that. sure they'll plug it, but were they not happy with Austin's? Um... No, but they're in they're, his new show. No, they're in MSG. They need they the, the MSG is not sold out. Which you know, for the fact that oh, they, that's why they're bringing them in. Well, for the fact that they're doing Raw and MSG for the first time in a long time, they stopped doing MSG because uh, Ring of Honor. Everybody well, the co- well, the co- they, first they stopped because of the cost of TVs. That's why they went to Barclays, mm-hmm. and then when Ring of Honor and everybody else started running it, I think Vince got a little bit like, no, that's my damn building. So he's trying to come back, and the fact that there's other companies sold it out, and he's not able to sell it out right now. Yeah, I think they're trying to make sure they they have a full house there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll cross promote the show. It's a very small. It's not a big arena, but it's the garden exactly. So no, meaning it shouldn't be hard to sell out. Right, you're it's in New York, the small large. arena. If you guys ever been in it, it's not gorgeous. Yeah. It's not beautiful. It's yeah. the mecca. It's an honor to be wrestling there, but it is not some beautiful. Uh, it's not some Staples Center. It's not some big, huge, yeah. huge seated arena. It's tiny. Yeah. The fact that they can't sell it out that's scary to me. Right. So that's, I mean, I, that's not good. And the fact that they're going back to Austin to be the one to make sure that they don't, that's even scarier. Yeah. Instead, change it up. Change it up. Change up everything. The only thing they do not change up is the damn writers. It's the <laughs> only thing they don't change up. They they push guys and girls in and out of that company like a revolving door. They'll try this, they'll try that. They'll never do the crap with the writing. They've got to change the philosophy on the writing aspect of this. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I've been saying only, it. Just, that's the only thing they don't change. They'll yeah. never point fingers at that. It drives me nuts because it puts all the onus on the guys and girls. And it's not them. It's obviously not them. Yeah. I'm watching a crap ton of Attitude Era right now. 99, right where McMahon, Helmsley Era just started as well. Oh, nice. Again. And I'm like, holy, every damn, and we hear this all the time, but it's the truth. Every damn match on this show matters. Everybody's angles can intertwine. Like Mick Foley can main event in a tag match with Al Snow versus uh, I forget who it was. I'm like Al Snow's the main event versus yeah, but at the time it made yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. Dude, all these guys are over, and I used to say, well, because these guys are more established, they've been on the road longer, they look like men versus today our guys look more like little boys at times, but they look like they can kick your ass versus today. Maybe not a lot, not many can. I don't even think it's that anymore. Yeah, I don't yeah. even think it's that at all. It's the damn writing behind it, and. Putting, getting these like fifty-five writers and getting the L, get the F out of there, and getting some wrestlers more involved. I know Jeff Jarrett and some others they brought in there. They need to do more things like that, not just specifically, but wrestlers. Kevin Nash, you know, minds from wrestling, actual wrestlers, and go back to it. What do you have to lose? I mean, we saw it with the Kevin Owens stuff, right? They would have never booked Steve Austin or anyone like that last Anybody week. Like that. No. <laughs> yeah. No, they don't know how they don't. So frustrating. They, don't, they don't book these guys like superstars, and uh, and and when you don't do that, people don't see them as superstars, and it's the the big cycle. You know, Matt, you just mentioned Kevin Ash, and just as you were on your your rant about the writers, I was thinking about Kevin before you just said that. 
which, by the way, cheap plug, Kevin's coming to Wheeling Island Casino, West Virginia, in a couple weeks. If you are a wrestling fan and want to see him, he'll be here with us at IWC Wrestling, IWCWrestling.com for the ticket info. Um, you were doing your rant about the writers, and I remember Kevin being asked something in a Q&A years ago that he did here in Pittsburgh, and the people were asking, uh, it's like 2014, like, hey, why is the writing different, blah, blah, blah. And he had said, he's like, well, he's like, think about what the origin of pro wrestling is to, you know, to the male demo. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's seeing, a, seeing a guy kick ass or seeing a guy that can get every single girl. And he's like, and you have these writers who have never been in a fight in their life and look like they probably haven't been laid. He's like, so it creates kind of a disconnect. He's right. How are you going to tell me? How are you going to try to tell like, one of these geeky little writers trying to tell The Rock how to be cool? Could you imagine that? <laughs> yeah. Well, Brian Gilbert told me, no, 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 no. They collaborated. Right, yeah, yeah. And that was at the end of Rock's run, I would argue, too. Yeah. Um, it, no. It's one thing to help out with your promos as opposed to your right. writing for, you know, a and Rock or a Stone Cold. Everything yeah. that they're saying, and this is who your character is, and this is what you're – what I don't see today is the guys or girls standing up saying, you know, my character wouldn't do that. Yeah. My character wouldn't say that, right? Right. You know, they don't do that. The only, one it feels, the only one it feels like is Bray Wyatt at the moment. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's the only thing they haven't tried. What am I missing here? Why do they have such hard-ons for these damn writers? I'm not just trying to look to get writers fired, by the way. Don't get me wrong. I don't know any of them. <laughs> no. I'm saying it. But it's the only avenue they have not done something different with. It's been everything else they've done. Yeah. You know, the, change the philosophy on the writing and scripting of the shows. Yeah. It's interesting. This is a whole – but I'll, just real quick because I think it's I think it's in line with what we're talking about. All three of us have had um, – a relationship, a working relationship in one capacity or another with Vince Russo. And I know Vince has said, and I, and I think there's something to this. And you look at the timeline, obviously after Vince and uh, Ed left mm-hmm. WWF, and went to WCW. It was from that point on that it seemed like Vince McMahon was determined to never have such an intimate creative circle that it that needed to be more structure. And, th- and this was right at the same time the company was going public and, and that there needed to be, and it seems like from that point on, and it's gotten worse as the years going on, that the, the Vince truly has like just insulated himself to where he needs to have just a depth chart of four or five deep. Here's what it is. Ah, it's, it's, crazy. It's, it's, it's called plug and play. He just like he does with the wrestling talents. When Roman Reigns go down and get circus, what Seth is there. There's all these other people that are ready. Yeah. And it's the same for the writing team. It's plug and play. He can fire hire and fire twenty of them today and bring twenty new ones ones tomorrow. It You're right. Make a matter of a difference to him whatsoever or the company structure. Yeah. Um. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. It seems like he definitely wants the show to be cookie cutter so he can easily take characters out put them in however he wants yeah yeah and that's not good that's not, not good the show should be scared they should be scared when the stone cold gets hurt or the rock gets hurt or whomever undertaker gets hurt and be forced to develop new talent that's what you're forced to do and that's what they did on the upper echelon level it's like they're lazy to do it instead now they have these plug-and-play people wrestlers that they can just put in if again Roman goes down or Seth goes down well we put AJ there we could put Joe there we could put these guys there and it's I don't know it just feels so cookie cutter and it feels like a puzzle a piece that they can put anybody in and out of and that's not good I don't want it to be that AJ should not be able to fit in that that hole that was there by Roman Reigns Mm -hmm. or does that make make sense Absolutely. <laughs> well, talking about the fear of cookie cutter, they are three weeks from this Wednesday of NXT coming to USA Network, and so a lot of speculation about what NXT is going to start to look like, um, as is now on USA, and that's traditionally something that Vince would have his hand into. So I, I don't like NXT. I'll just be honest. NXT to me is nothing close to what it was when it first started, and then I would say to like, would you guys say Joe Nakamura era? Like I was going to say Finn. Owen, maybe. Yeah, I'm no, no, like, before it got bad. I'm saying before, like <coughs> certain talents moved on to the main roster, then it was just like, man, I don't have to watch this every weekend anymore. It felt like it lost a lot of buzz after Finn and Nakamura went and, and Joe went to the main roster. Like it felt like they haven't had the 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 big star, like their big. Uh, yeah. Well, center. and also also by that point, we all kind of saw the jig is up. That okay, we saw how many people go from NXT to Raw or SmackDown and then just completely fizzle out because. So it's almost like it made NXT lose its appeal. It's like, oh, this is just a ticking time bomb for this guy to get ruined as he's going to get called up or yeah, called if up. They, if they went out and brought in Austin Aries back in or they went out and bought some like John Hennigan or they went out and got somebody that these over talents, that, that was the kind of level of talents they were getting and bringing into NXT, if you remember. They rated the indies of the top talents. And that's what made it so exciting for me as a fan watching it. 
Um, now, they couldn't get me to watch it. Well, I think they, they also missed a little bit of a window. I mean, I think I think there was a lot of buzz at one point or another. Okay, the Young Bucks going to be free agents. Are the Young Bucks going to go to NXT? And huge. you know, but I but everything everything is detoured now with AEW. I think, it, and I and I still think NXT is appealing to me. I, I understand. I do think there's been a there's been a there's been a bit of a roller coaster, but I still find it appealing. But you're right. There there was a there was a chance. There was a time where they started raiding the indies, and they were willing to let guys like Samoa Joe keep their name, and 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 Nakamura keep their names. And so it felt like, okay, this is the destination. It felt like every other month there was somebody big coming in. It's yeah. what it felt like to me. Maybe I'm wrong, but today it's what's his name? What's our guy? We like Raj. Um, what Adam Cole or <clears throat> no um, Gargano? No, the dude is like the Prince gimmick. He's super over. Come on. Oh, oh uh, Dream. 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 yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the guy I'll watch every. I'll, watch yeah. every single time you know and there's others that are great but i can see that in under indie companies no offense to those guys gargano or um what's his name you know what i think Zinchampa. would help yeah. you know what i think might help nxt and they haven't dipped into this well and real quick and then we'll go to the AEW news rush um i would dip into the well they they, they have like let it mean something let it mean something but have have some anti-authority rebellion challenge the office and, and get a Triple H match at a takeover to help put over the right guy, the right guy. Or get a get a John Cena versus Velveteen Dream. Cena's put over Dream several times in interviews. At this point, they've never really dipped in the well of grabbing the credible guy who has so much equity in the business. Uh, you know, but it's almost like that Terry Funk DCW thing. I think at this point, now that they're now that they're going to be on USA a little more, main, more mainstream, I think that they have to do it the right way, right build, right guy. Can't overdo it. But I, I would not. I would start thinking about Triple H, John Cena, some guys that you can do a one-off build to a takeover to help make some guys. Huh? Just something. Something. Velveteen, I think Velveteen Dream would be that guy because he's Definitely. he's got superstar potential. <laughs> All right, uh, big superstar for AEW, John Moxley, uh, formerly known as Dean Ambrose. He, of course, was scheduled uh, to be one of attractions for All Out, which is next Saturday, full coverage here on Wrestling Inc. Uh, Moxley, though, dealing with some kind of a elbow staph infection, Raj? Yeah, MRSA. Uh, mm-hmm. He said it's a serious case of MRSA in his elbow. Um, so, yeah, he's has to have surgery, and he's out. So he is off of All Out this weekend. He was supposed to be facing Kenny Omega. So now Pac is, they got Pac back. So Pac will be facing Kenny Omega in his place. Do we know a timetable for Moxley? Because, I mean, they're advertising for all this TV. Yeah, uh, I don't think, let's see. I mean, you know, an elbow is not a broken arm or leg. He, should, he, should, be he should be fine pretty quick. I've had that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they're still advertising for TV and appearances, which you know are just yeah. a, a month after all out. So yeah, he should be fine by then. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, and then Phoenix almost appeared to get injured uh, this past weekend. He had hurt his leg, yeah. but it turns out he's fine. So you know, when you talk about uh, you know allowing wrestlers to do indie dates, this is kind of what happens a lot of times. So you can see why they're going to be reining it in, and you know, yeah. Right. AEW won't allow that once TV starts here in a few weeks. And they shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. Other than maybe special occasions of cross-promotion or I do you a favor, you do me a favor, talent exchange, they shouldn't. Yeah. Oh, I right. agree. Paying these guys, you know, legitimate money from what I hear. Like, like yeah. comparable, if not better than WWE money. So, you know, you got to take care of them. Protect the investment. Yeah. Um, Raj, any final things we got to talk about here? I the congratulations, Peyton Royce and Sean Spears. They got married. Um, and that was that was about it, news wise. XFL, the teams were announced, so uh, and the logos, but that's about it. Andrew Luck is retired, so Andrew Luck's going to sh- Andrew Luck's going to show up to XFL like Lex Luger in the Mall uh, of America. Oh, Andrew Luck's dad is the right. He's the main guy, the main guy in XFL commissioner. So. Yeah, he's the commissioner. I know why? sports fans. Not why? Why? Happen. Why is he the main guy? I don't get it. What He's the one that's like kind of calling all the shots. Like Vince's, you know, Andrew Luck's dad, Oliver Luck, is the commissioner of the XFL, so he's in charge of all the operate all the football. Where the hell operations. did he come from, though? Like, what's his background? What's his pedigree? He's Vince McMahon just picks some random quarterback in the NFL's dad. Say, hey, dude, I want you to <laughs> run. Like, like, I don't get where he comes from. Nah, uh, he's he rushing Google. He know, I know he's been he's been in front offices for NFL yeah. and such. Oh, yeah, right. I'm sure he's. Uh, I'm sure he was well. I mean, Vince is the the guys that he's been hiring for the XFL have been like pretty pretty solid hires as far as the high positions go. Name the teams real quick. All right, let's see here. 
I didn't see that. One second. Yeah, Oliver Luck was like the first guy that Vince, when Vince announced the XFL was coming back, that was like his first announcement. Was Oliver Luck's the guy that's going to like run the football operations? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we got the St. Louis Battlehawks, the Tampa Bay Vipers, the New York Guardians, the Seattle Dragons, the Los Angeles Wildcats, DC Defenders, Houston Roughnecks, and Dallas Renegades. Those aren't bad. Some of them are not. Yeah, some of them are. Catching. Yeah. yeah, some of them are pretty good. So, yeah, that's. I thought they had cool jerseys, the original. Yeah. The XFL. I yeah. love the Jersey New York Hitmen. I thought those jerseys were the coolest. They were. Yeah. They're the worst team. Vegas, but Vegas was cool, too. I forget. What were the Vegas ones? What were they called again? It's the ones Stone Cold used to wear all the time. Yeah. So I oh, thought okay. it was cool. I think it made it cooler for me. It's probably what I'm thinking as a mark. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a DC cool. sports fan, so inevitably the DC defenders will suck. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, oh, and Tony Schiavone, he uh, signed a multi year uh, deal with AEW. Yeah. Schiavone and Jim Ross calling wrestling in 2019 on, that, T- on TNT. Is that what you're going to use him for? He's uh, part of the team. I don't know if he's going to be on color or play by play, but he's part of the broadcast team. I would. Yeah, Oh, would you guys be in favor of that? I would. I like Shivani. I, I I'll take him about. over what they do currently have with Ross out there. I think Jim would be more comfortable too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, dude in the mask. That that shit's got to go. No, that's got to go. I like Golden Boy. Golden Boy was good. Uh, yeah. So you did like him and Shivani. I don't know. Jr. Jr. and Shivani are kind of in the same role, so it seems weird they, to have them both. They. Yeah. I could see them. I could see people Sh- are gonna say they're old, calling a new product, right? Yeah, and, and they're you know old play-by-play guys who you know were biggest in the nineties. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe in like Shivani takes the WCW Mean Gene role where he's interviewing guys or something. Yeah, helping plug the hotline. Plug the hotline. One nine hundred nine zero nine ninety nine hundred. Kids yeah. get your parents' hey. permission. Hey. <laughs> All, right. All right, I think it's gonna wrap it. Um, so again, Raw tonight, it was what it was. Uh, go back. We, we gave you the high points to check it out. SmackDown tomorrow night. Uh, Matt Morgan will be back. I'll be back. Raji with us tomorrow. Yeah, yeah I'll be back. Feel yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to sleep here yeah, in a second. Better, buddy. <laughs> nice. All three of us will be back. Of course, you can uh, watch live here on the Wrestling Inc. YouTube chat along with us. Or you can, of course, uh, take the audio whenever you like by just uh, subscribing to the Wrestling Inc. Uh, audio channel all across all the major platforms. And again, all in this Saturday, uh, there's just so much going on as we are on the, literally it is, it is so close. It is like, it's like when you're going on vacation, you're just like 30 minutes away from getting your destination with all that's coming in October. Yeah. To change the wrestling world. It's uh, it's going to make September that much longer. I feel crazy like. seasons about to get started. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Raj, get the plugs. Uh, just, just check out the website. <laughs> I got, I got nothing. Mr. Mayor. Nothing. All right, very good. Uh, come see Kevin Nash, <laughs> Wheeling Island Casino on September 13th. Still some tickets remaining. Meet and greet starts at 5 o'clock to see Big Daddy Cool. and go to iwcwrestling.com uh, for all the information there. Follow me at Justin LeVar. We will see you tomorrow night. Thank you very much. <clears throat> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.